Here's a load of Kenneth Anderson's podcast, and it's the 3rd of November 2021. The time is 19.51, and it is Wednesday. Now today we are going to once again visit the Book of Dreams and try to explore what our dreams might be telling us, especially uh, through a relationship or just before a relationship enter our lives. So, without further ado, let's change the frames as I usually do, so I can find the point in my videos where I'm reading out loud. So, we have come to chapter number nine, relationship dreams, themes and symbols. When it comes to matters of the heart, your dreams are focused on what will or will not make you happy. Love, attraction, and what you want all jostle for time on stage in your thoughts. This sets you up for confusion as you try to sort through what you want and how you feel, and you perhaps begin to second-guess yourself. We all know what it is like to be mesmerized by attraction, captivated by the lifestyle someone enjoys, or even electrified by the sparks of desire. Your dreaming mind, though, could not care less about the way someone looks in tight blue jeans or the naughty crooked smile that thugs at your heart. Your subconscious mind focuses on your happiness and well-being, like a wise, loving grandmother. This part of your psyche is always trying to process answers to important questions such as the following. Will this person make you happy? Can this person commit for the long haul? Are you truly compatible as friends and allies as well as lovers? Will this person be good to and for your family? Do you feel better, stronger and more comfortable with this person in your life? Do you have a high quality love for each other? <clears throat> Although you may find it hard to sort out all the variables that a new relationship presents, your subconscious is tracking the answers to those questions and running through them in your dreams. You certainly do not have to make important life decisions solely on the basis of your dreams, but it is smart to respect the way that your dreams are focused on and grounded in your ultimate happiness. By watching the course your dreams takes, you will get an extremely accurate and early take on what lies beneath the surface of any new relationship. Your dreams can be an invaluable source of insight and healing, but only if you think carefully about them. Let's explore some of the most common ways that relationship themes appear in modern dreams. Picking out a puppy. In this dream, you are picking out a puppy from a wide variety of possible pets. You want to get just the right one. The puppy that captures your heart makes immediate eye contact with you is quickly affectionate and comes over to you as if it has been waiting just for you. You think you have, for, you think you have found just the one. It is not the most beautiful, but it is cute in a homely way with a lot of character and personality. It is impossible to tell what the puppy will look like when it grows up, but you feel an immediate pull. This puppy is meant for you. This dream is a common one particularly for young women from the late teen years through the mid-thirties. It is typically the dream of a woman who has not yet married, 
but who is preparing her heart to make a commitment when she finds the right potential partner. The dream of selecting a puppy occurs when she meets someone who is a possible or possibility in her mind. In the symbolic language of dreams, dogs are sometimes associated with male energy and certainly with love and loyalty. When women dream of selecting a dog or a puppy, they are most often considering taking on a new relationship. The puppy symbolizes a new relationship that has promise and excitement, which makes your heart melt. Yet it is also represents a relationship that is new, because it is impossible to tell what it will become when it is more mature. If you dream of picking out a puppy, you can assume that you are making space in your world for the possibility of a partner or partner relationship and that you are going through a number of internal tasks in preparation for this. You are probably cleaning away some of the clutter in your mind, heart and lifestyle, which can only be good for you. You may be evaluating which qualities are most important to you in a mate. You may notice you have the puppy dream more than once. This is a natural process and a good sign that you are involved in psychological, emotional and perhaps even spiritual preparation. We have been taught to some extent that love is an accident, but being ready for love is not. All the preparation work you do is to your advantage. Being prepared for love all allows you to be fully conscious of your experience, to avoid projecting old troubles onto a new partner, and to be confident in your insight. It is important to note that if you are planning on getting a new pet, then of course the interpretation of this dream is more literal. We do sometimes rehearse or explore such a wonderful addition in our dreams. Going fishing. In this dream you are fishing in a stream that has a lot of interesting fish visible beneath the surface. You are interested in getting one particular fish rather than relying in a vast number of them. Or railing in a vast number of them. You become very focused on as you get uh, what feels like a nibble, and then feel quite excited as there is a definite thug on the line. You begin to pull and then remember the proper technique for getting the fish out of the water. As you reel in the line, you see the fish you have caught and look at it eagerly to see if, it's the, if it is the one you are been or have been trying to catch. This dream is slightly more common among men who are searching for women, but a surprising number of women report the fishing dream too when they are in the process of screening potential partners. This is a dream that seems to occur most often when a promising potential lover has come on the scene. The dreamer is trying to see whether that person is indeed interested in her and whether she can captivate him sufficiently to begin a relationship. The dream seems to hint at some potential for manipulation because the dreamer is dangling bait, waiting to hook prey and then relying or railing it in. But I have not observed this to be a prominent motivation in the behavior or the emotional process of the dreamer who have shared this theme. Instead, the dreams appear to 
present a metaphor for trying to single out that sire creature from its surroundings and bring it forward for the closer inspection. Presumably, if the person under consideration does not prove an appropriate candidate, the dreamer will throw him back into the stream. In casual terms, I have overheard women talk to one another about throwing that one back when someone has proved unsuitable. There's also, of course, the very old saying, intended as consultation to disappoint, that there are plenty of fish in the sea. If you have the fishing dream, you can assume that you are evaluating someone as a potential partner, that person's availability and interest in you and appropriateness for you. Do not be disturbed by the appearance calculation or predatory inferiorness in the dream's metaphor. Because women are so vulnerable to love and sometimes to exploitation, women can be impressively flinty about screening out the bottom feeders. We tend to be so non-judgmental with family, friends and lovers that it is a good thing to be cautious and selective in the early scrutinies of a potential mate. Sensual kissing. In this dream you are with uh, someone you have recently met or someone who is a composite figure, part movie star and part attractive fictional character. He sails off for an embrace and you turn to him, hesitating only a fraction of a second. Your lips are tangibly close and then they meet. Your mind takes a vacation as this is the sweetest, most soulful kiss in history. Kissing someone in a dream allows you to try on a moment of sensuality and intimacy and sample what it might be like. Typically, women who have sensual kissing scenes in dreams have someone special in mind that they are trying to understand and evaluate as a love interest. In the early stages of a romance, we kiss to test the waters, to see what kind of chemistry rises up. Many women believe that as a man kisses, so he behaves as a lover. According to this theory, you can tell by kissing whether the other person is going to gobble at you like a dog eating ice cream, or whether you will be evaluated to, or sorry, alleviated to ecstasy by the kiss. Whether or not this theory is true in your dreams, we tend to have powerful feelings in response to kissing. We are either repelled or transported. If you have a dream of sensual kissing, pay attention to how you felt and how the rest of the dream scenes unfold. Perhaps the kissing was sensual and exciting, but some difficulty followed the set, followed that scene. It is not simple. Ta- it is not a simple task to find someone who fulfills your needs to feel sensual and transported, but is also a li- reliable and trustworthy partner. Although kissing dreams tends to assess sexual compatibility, they may also illustrate challenges associated with a particular person. If you encounter a disaster after the kissing, such as rough treatment, ridicule or a threat, or if you are hurt, abandoned or lost, the dream may provide a warning of hiding threat. If the dream was entirely pleasant and you felt uplifted and stirred up by it, then the implication is a positive one. 
Sometimes kisses are features in dreams that do not seem sensual, and the kiss itself is not erotic in nature. Sandy dreamed that she was standing with her new male friend in front of a display of artwork at the local library. They simply stood enjoying the pictures, and then he turned and kissed her briefly, firmly, in a way that was sweet but not erotic. When we discussed the dream, she felt that the kiss was like a pack of understanding between them. He was someone who shared her enthusiasm for the art and who appreciated and seemed to respect her own artistic endeavors. This dream kiss was a clue to her that, in that respect, her new association promised a level of understanding and mutual interest that she had always longed for. If you dream of being kissed in a way that simply isn't sexy or being kissed by someone whom you could never consider in a sexual way, it is possible that those dreams' kisses are not about sensual chemistry, uh, sexual chemistry. Kisses in an ancient time were considered a sign of recognition and appreciation. Sometimes dream kisses suggest the person who kisses you understands what you are all about and admires you. In a fictional character kiss, if a fictional character kisses you, it implies that you are recognizing yourself for following thoughts, so for following through, keeping a promise to yourself, you have been loyal to something. You have been loyal to something important, and you have accomplished your mission. When you review this kind of blessing kiss, your psyche is saying, "Well done." So the question is, can we use our dreams as an intuition, as a guidance in our life? As you could probably tell from this book and from the experiences that uh, this person who has written the book have had about many, many people who have portrayed the same kind of dream uh, for her, you can conclude that These dreams are trying to tell us something. That these dreams are trying to, as the saying goes in the first of the chapter, it is searching for our happiness. It wants us to be happy, our intuition, so it provides us with the tools in our dreams to understand the way we need to go in life in order for us to feel truly happy and content in life. And it could involve another person in our life. It could involve that by showing love and kindness and support to our fellow human beings, we send out a personality trait that is very distinct with us, then they want us to be part of their lives. And of course, if you have these dreams, perhaps it's because you are starting a relationship and you should take this into consideration when you analyze the potential for this partnership to become even more intimate, even more closing in on the way we really want to feel about each other. So meaning that perhaps your 
your newfound love is because we have a tendency to be blinded by love. We tend to think that this is the best thing in the universe, but our dreams, our subconscious mind, is perhaps telling us a different story that we should actually maybe even take uh, these warning signs into consideration. If there are warning signs, of course, as you could hear in the book. So let's just move on and read even more. Heroic friend. In this dream you are involved in a grand adventure, an Indiana Jones type of movie. You scale mountains, swing on vines, race around after treasures, and experience tension as well as the euphoria of sheer adrenaline. Your companion on the adventure is a fictional character, but one you know well in the dream. You are or you are beyond friends and beyond lovers. There's a bond that cannot be broken. As you attempt to climb upwards, you sling and cannot get through can cannot get your footing. Your compassion warns you not to look down. Sorry, your companion warns you not to look down. You're not sure if you can manage this last portion of the journey, but just then you feel his hands placing your foot into a toehold, and step by step he guides you upwards to safety and to victory. When you awaken from the dream, you may feel a surge of disbelief that this heroic man was, who was partner, friend, guide and lifesaver does not actually exist in your waking life. This theme can represent itself in a variety of adventure settings, so you may recognize the underlying story more than the settings from your own dream. Essentially, there is a high adventure, a quest, challenge and tremendous bond of camaraderie with someone who fights and struggles by your side. Together you prevail against all odds. You take turn reassuring and helping each other to succeed. The theme of high adventure with a heroic companion is often a signal of psychic preparation for a loving partnership. It sometimes occurs when someone you consider merely a friend is actually a suitable and devoid loyal partner for you. This stirring adventure seems to be a reminder that life is an epic adventure. We all try to avoid the snake pits and we all try to find our treasure. The comrade depicted in the dream is someone who stands by your side laying down his life if needed be, and helping you to walk on your path safely and successfully. As often occurs in dreams, this theme reminds us of the big picture, showing that life partners must be courageous and steadfast, and that you both should remember to enjoy the grand adventure of life itself. Some women have had a heroic friend dream shortly before they met their significant other, Some had this dream and became open to romance with someone who had long been a buddy, but whose deep devotion they had not previously recognized and validated. In other cases, the dream served as a reminder that true connection, like a true calling, is not extinguished or lost, even though we are unable to control the timing of its presentation as much as we might wish. 
the invigorating implication of this dream is that you should <clears throat> not give up hope for a wonderful partner and you should tackle your life with renewed vigor. The Prince and the Palace In this dream, a prince or travel chief has chosen you to be the bride of one of the royal family. Although you, do, you wish you had time to lose a few pounds or get your leg, legs waxed, you are whisked off and settled into a room in the palace to await the wedding preparation. You have mixed feelings about this. It's awfully satisfying to be selected to become one of the royal family, and the prince is attractive and attentive. But the way everyone is going about things seems a little rigged and old-fashioned. You meet with the prince, and he assures you that this is all meant to be. You begin to feel more comfortable with your fate, although secretly you are not sure why they chose you. This is a dream that occurs when a relationship is showing the promise of eventual commitment. It is interesting that, in most cases, the theme includes a layer of ambivalence. We are accustomed to the fairy tale in which everything unfolds like a fantasy. But these dreams include a sense of bewilderment, a worry that the new regime may be restricting and concerned uh, that becoming part of the royal family, a traditional marriage, may lead to reduced personal freedoms. If you experience this dream theme, you may be trying to sort through the implications of your current relationship and decide in advance how you will respond if he proposes. The dream does not typically give you an answer. Instead, it gives you a way to cut to the bottom line and process the major considerations. Do you want to become part of this person's extended family? Do you feel comfortable with the rules and expectations this person brings along? Life in the palace. Do you understand why this person loves you or is set on you? In some versions of this dream, the woman bears many scars on her body, and she dreads the wedding night when the prince see, will see her and find her disfigured. The implication is that she worries about past wounds from prior relationships and how they may affect her ability to be close and to trust in this relationship. If you recognize this theme, it is time for you to take stock. If you have been holding intimacy at bay, try to sort everything out on your own. It may be time to have a talk with your partner and see what kind of space there is to explore mutual fears and hopes. This should not turn into an ultimatum, a threat or a demand for commitment. Rather, a time that feels suitable and safe. Make time to talk gently about the hopes and worries you each may be experiencing. When this dream presents itself with, without a real-life relationship in the background, you can presume that you are exploring a different sort of promise in your life. You may be launching a business writing your first book, or taking your paintings to your first exhibit. There is something big and slightly scary going on that brings with it significant promises and deeply personal fears. If this makes sense to you, 
Then your task is to be brave, to fulfill your promise as best as you can, and to be gentle with the part of you that feels exposed or, fears, or fearful. Recovery or Renewal In dreams of recovery or renewal, you discover that you simply misplaced a beloved object you thought you had lost. This is so exciting that it's better than getting something brand new. You clean it off and feel a rush of happy memories and delight that you had not lost it after all. It was here the whole time. In some versions of this dream, you discover that a pet or a plant you thought was dead has magically sprung back to life. The cat once dead is dancing to a song on the radio, suddenly very much alive, or the flowers that had run out of water now blossoms as by magic. This dream of restoration and recovery often comes at times when we are finding a deep kind of happiness, the kind that comes when we embrace our own qualities and feel connected with others and with life. Falling in love restores us and gives us permission to be happy and content in a profound way. If you notice dreams of restoration as you enter a love relationship, they are a wonderful signal from your subconscious that your present love is helping you heal and recover part of yourself that you may have thought you'd lost. You can help this process along by giving yourself special permission to tackle the things that have been on your to-do someday list, such as joining the gym, rearranging your living room, or even tracking down your childhood best friend. This is a time of inspiration and renewal to make good use of it. Magnificent White Animals A stunning creature such as a lioness, an elephant, a wild stallion or a whale befriends you in a dream. Although you are a little nervous at first, it quickly becomes apparent that the creature does not mean to harm you and in fact is prepared to give you safe passages out of the forest or across the tundra or back to shore. As you travel with it, you may communicate telepathically with the animal or at least feel that you have a strong report and understanding. This sense of magical connection stays with you when you awaken, and you may feel a little shaken and moved through the day as a result. The extraordinary wild animals in your dreams typically represents your own powers as a person. The friendship of a wild animal can often reflect a reconnection with your own power, authority and courage. The kindling of a romance or the solidity of a loving partnership grants you access to the wealth of power we have always had but may not feel on a daily basis. This walk with the wild, powerful creatures of nature reflects a renewed sense of your own authority and strength as an individual. If you have had such a dream, then do not underestimate your abilities to lead, to take charge or to succeed at something daring. This is a time when you are connected with and is an in position of your special power. This is a wonderful commitment on your current relationship or the one you are starting. Toilets In this dream you are searching for a toilet and finding it strangely difficult. You experience a number of dead ends and disappointments, but then finally locate a public restroom. Unfortunately, once you get there, 
it is not in good repair or is terribly dirty with overflowing commodes. You simply can't use the restroom and you leave, but the situation is becoming more urgent and you are going to have to do something. This dream reflects a need to have an outlet for your own expression, to let down your hair or to unburden yourself emotionally. This dream is typical of people who act as the informal therapist for others but never get to talk about their own problems. This is also the dream of frustrated artists or writers who are overflowing with ideas and have so many inspirations on hold that they are starting to feel overwhelmed. If you notice this type of theme in your dream as you begin a relationship or as your relationship solidifies, consider whether you have been dismissing your own needs for the demand of others. You are probably a natural giver and a natural healing personality. But you have to take care of yourself, your feelings, your ideas and your inspiration as well. Even a minor change in the way you manage your time or prioritize your needs can make a huge difference in how you feel and what you accomplish. Your relationship may be a great one, but it will become even better and more solid when you make sure that you have an outlet for your expression and a sounding board for your ideas. So this is some of the dreams that might occur in our lifetime. And of course, there's going to be a lot more about these uh, dreams and the different varieties of dreams and how they can better our lives and can make us focus on a part of our life that we perhaps might not have considered. So what about, what can we really use these dreams for? Can we see a part of our life that perhaps lacks something. This is also some of the dreams that can tell us this because we humans, we tend to focus on what makes us happy, of course, what makes us content in life, what makes us feel good inside. So, of course, we use a lot of time and effort in our life to search for things that we think might have these qualities in them, but perhaps they have not. Perhaps our dreams or our intuition through our dreams tells us otherwise, and we should take these uh, warning signals seriously, of course. So now to come this question, can we, through our mind, can we really become occupied with things that only make us happy. This would, could be a beautiful thought, of course, because we know, as I've been explaining many times before, we use a lot of time on what I call the garbage can. What makes us feel not uh, joyful and at peace and with, with ourselves. And of course, in this uh, Garbage can, I can only describe what is in my garbage can. I describe it as violent video games, violent movies, movies who portray people's bad behaviors as something that you can allow yourself to be entertained by, uh, 
also the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also the the mainstream media, which I call the fake mainstream media, that constantly tells you what to fear and tells you the solutions to your fears, is part of the garbage can. And if you, you and if you and I use a lot of time on it, we are not going to be very happy. We are not going to allow happiness and joy in our life. On the contrary, we might pick up some bad habits. We might pick up some bad thoughts that might lead us astray, that might lead us in a wrong direction in life. Because in this short life of ours, we need love and kindness. We need to feel loved and feel cherished for we need other people to show us love and compassion and kindness. But of course, the difficulty lies when we have not really been taught this. Yes, of course, maybe in our early, early years uh, from mother and father, but we should also take into consideration how many hours have we really spent on the garbage can? And how is it has had it is it has had an effect on us, or if it has had an effect on us, because a lot of people will say, well, this does not have an effect on me. I'm still a loving and caring and kind person, although I have spent many, many thousands of hours looking and rummaging through the garbage can. You can say this to yourself, but I believe you are simply just fooling yourself, because... If I want to be happy and content in life, I need to focus on what is uplifting, what is wholesome, what has something to do with happiness. And happiness and joy is the complete opposite of hate and this sensation with uh, looking at violence all the time, looking at other people fighting all the time. This is not something that is going to benefit uh, me and my search for love and kindness and happiness in my life. So there's no easy way to put this. We need to say no to it. We need to stop occupying our mind with it. We need to be very selective of what we put through our eyes and ears. So how come I'm saying this so bluntly? Because... I know for a fact that I have for many years also been watching the garbage can and it did not make me happy. It did not make me a happy person. On the contrary, you might even, if you met me, say that I was not an unpleasant person, but I also had some of the same qualities. Uh, that other people had and these qualities was not <laughs> part of good personalities or qualities of a human. I was very egocentristic. I was very selfish, only cared and thought about myself and what I could gain from another person. And this led me to some difficult situations in my life. But I 
I came to a conclusion many years ago that in order for me to be happy, I need to change the course of my life. I need to focus on love and kindness instead. I need to focus on meditation, meditating on a deep connection with love and kindness. Because love and kindness is what brought us into this world, but is also what can connect us with other human beings. This feeling of warmth inside of us, well, of course, it's not going to be easy if I'm all the time spending a lot of time on the garbage can. Because then I'm just like most of other human beings, simply just going through life in a bit of a, uh, you could call a blind spot, or they're going through life searching for love and kindness and other persons that can validate them, that also can show them love and kindness. Because if we live in a world filled with entertainment industry that is only entertainment about the bad human personality traits, then we are going to be left with other human beings surrounded us in society with these bad qualities in mind. Because we tend to take in our mind what other people are talking about, what other people are discussing, discussing, because we want to be part of the group, of course. So we talk about equal right, equal pay. We talk about climate change. We talk about the, you could say, it's not so good when we talk about critical race theory, of course, but this is also part of a scam that has been orchestrated and is being put through through the mainstream media, of course. Because when we really analyze what we put through our eyes and ears, if we really write this down, you would say that, well, of course, there's a lot of focus on climate change. There's a lot of focus on the Me Too movement, on equal opportunities uh, for the genders. or And of course, also this notion of us and them. Either you are for us or you are against us. And this notion has been used to manipulate uh, human beings up onto history. And we are being manipulated right now. Because in the schools around the world, it is now a fact that climate change is happening. You cannot really argue against this. You could say, well, it is inevitable, so we shouldn't really do anything about it. Or you could be against it and say, well, I do not really believe this. I believe it's a scam orchestrated by the elites to take away our money and resources and make us very poor and dependent on the government. Of course, when we think in a more loving and caring and kind way, we think that uh, government loves us and wants to better our lives. 
But up until history, I can say for a fact that this has not happened many, many, uh, uh, many times. <laughs> On the contrary, it has <coughs> hardly ever happened. It has been the complete opposite. The, the more freedoms people were willing to give away to the government, the more oppressed the government went on to to basically murder and torture and kill the civil population in their country. Why do, why, does they, why do they do this, you might ask? Well, of course, the secret societies behind the governments around the world and the secret societies that own 99.99% of what you consume through your eyes and ears, the mainstream media, and also the internet, they decide and know how to manipulate you. They know how to get the bad human emotions stirred up in you, the negative human emotions, hate and fear and feeling isolated and alone. They are going to keep on feeding you this because they know it works. It has been working for thousands of years, so why should it surprise us that it, it is going to work today? At least they're trying to make it work today. Of course, there's a lot of people who also know the scam that has been orchestrated on them and are starting to stand up and say no to this. So perhaps uh, our dreams can tell us something in return to our relationships. It can ask us something that we have not thought about. And we might come to the conclusion that true happiness lies in what we put through our eyes and ears and what we put and what we not do not allow to put be put through our eyes and ears. So you see that we have to be very selective. You could watch a movie right now where it's a, a good and decent movie. But you would also come into account that there's also something bad in this movie. There's also something negative in this movie. And how come we always want to look at negativity in movies? What kind of emotions or what kind of thing in us is drawn to this? Because we should really be repulsed by it. We should really say no to it. Well, it's uh, part of our imperfection, of course. It is also part of our culture, the way we are raised in society. Also, if there is nothing else to entertain us with, we tend to say or shrug our shoulder and say, well, it is what other people are watching. For example, the series Game of Thrones, which is about incest, violence, torture, and sex. So you could really say that it is not good for us humans 
when we consume this. But how come it is so popular? How come millions and millions of people praise this series? It's because it it points the finger in us, inside of us, where there is a point that when stirred up, we feel emotional. We get emotionally involved. But it has something to do with the bad human personality traits of emotions. So how come we cannot say no to this? How come we cannot say no to watching violence and torture and deceitful humans on the television? You see, it's a part of a scam that has been orchestrated on us for many, many years. Because if I want to show love and compassion and kindness, I need to focus on love and compassion and kindness. Otherwise, it is not going to work very well for me. And it's not going to work very well for you also. So we, as a human being that wants to better the opportunities in our lives to feel even more joyful and joyful and uh, uplifted, we need to focus on what is the essence of us humans. And deep inside our mind, or deep inside of ourselves, we are loving kindness. This is our essence, of course. You could meditate on it so much so that you could actually get in contact with it. And once you have gotten in contact with it, you could show your fellow human beings this uh, profound emotion that we all have inside of ourselves. And of course, when I talk about uh, we human beings, where we come from, that we are currently 7.8 billion people of us, and we come from the same place, we come from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, which comes from an egg and a sperm cell, and so forth and so on, that means that we come from something that you could place in the head of a top of a needle, but you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our father and mother, but you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. Now, I see that as a pretty intelligent maid, therefore I also know that there is an intelligent creator behind it all. He has not only created us as humans, but also created the entire planet with the, the animals and the creation at large. Also the universe, of course. So he should know what is going to benefit us as humans. Of course, I know his name is Jehovah God, the Almighty One. And I also know that if you use this name and you you close your prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, he's going to listen to you, but he's also still allowing the evil ones who visit you a couple of times in your dreams, and it's not going to be very pleasant, of course. But if you keep on praying to Jehovah God, the Almighty One, in the name of Jesus Christ, they are eventually going to leave you alone because they know the punishment that awaits them, of course. So being aware of the invisible forces that also deceive human beings, especially people 
who participate in the rituals of Bohemian Grove, of course. That is also part of the evil human beings that worship uh, uh, the devil, of course. Because uh, he is or have been an angel of Jehovah God, but he rebelled and decided to go on his own. And we have, as human beings, also decided to go on our own, meaning that we have uh, said yes to the garbage can and no to really focusing on love and compassion and kindness and being there for others. So we have moved away from Jehovah God, the Almighty One, the source of love and kindness. He gives us love and kindness through His Holy Spirit. So how, not, how come not uh, today spend time focusing on this instead? This I will highly recommend you because I know when I focus on it, I became more happy and content. I felt a joy in life that I hadn't felt before. And of course, I'm not saying that you have to become one of the host witnesses because I'm not one of the host witnesses. You could decide this for yourself. But what I'm saying is that he is not very far away from us. But we need to show him in our action that we can say no to this, uh, this deceit of the world. Because we are all looking at a dead object right now, the screen that has taken over our mind. And you might say it's a good thing, but I might say it's a bad thing. Because when we occupy our mind with something that is not wholesome and decent and uplifting, we cannot become happy and content in life. We cannot be truly uh, connected with uh, other human beings. So we need to stay focused on showing love and compassion and kindness. We also need to be aware of our dreams because they are going to change dramatically when we close our eyes and pray to Jehovah God in the name of Jesus Christ. So be aware of the fact that our dreams are telling us something. And if you pray to Jehovah God in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm guaranteeing you that he will lead the way. He will show you the path to loving kindness and everlasting happiness. So when we die and get a resurrection, we are going to open our eyes up and see for ourselves Jehovah God, the Almighty One, and His Son, Jesus Christ. And then we are going to be aware of the fact that it is going to uplift us if we already now try to better our personality, try to really think carefully about who am I as a person? What can I improve in my personality so other people find me enjoyable and likable? So these are the questions that when you ask yourself these questions, you might find it very difficult or disturbing because you lack these areas. But it is like riding a bicycle. It's not easy at first, of course, but once you get a, to get the hang of it, 
you will not prefer walking anymore. So be aware of the fact that just around the corner, we can all feel love and kindness and happiness together. But it is up to us. It is up to what we occupy our mind with. We decide ourselves who to trust and who not to trust. Because there are people out there, believe it or not, uh, I call them uh, wolves in sheep clothing, that they might talk the talk. They might even be good talkers. And they can stand before many, many billions of people and talk very good and profoundly. But they are going to lead you straight into a living hell or living nightmare. So be very careful about who you listen to and whose ideas you are going to take into consideration in your own life. Because otherwise, you might be led astray. So I'm trying to warn you and say, only occupy your mind with something that is decent and wholesome, that is uplifting. And these are these self-help books that I've been trying as good as I can to advertise for, because when we occupy our mind with something that is uplifting and wholesome, I can feel uplifted and wholesome. I can feel uh, enjoyment deep inside myself that I might otherwise not have had if I had not been making this podcast and been pointing out the benefits of self-help books, but also the benefits of close friends that also want the same positive personality traits as you as you do, because then you might find that in your life, when you have these close friends, they can actually build you up and also, you can also build them up so that the relationship between each other is going to be more beautiful and wholesome and decent and uplifting. So I hope this podcast was helpful for you. I hope that you love each other and are kind to one another. This is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It's the 3rd of November 2021. The time is 21.07 and it is Wednesday. Bye.